of the Lord which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. Bless him because he sure blessed thee and all God's people say. Father, we love you today. Pray God get him to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me to mind you. Lord, I don't know how you're going to bring all this together. Lord, it's changed on me so many times. And I just want to mind you. I want to do your will. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And pray God that you'd help me just to plumb get out of the way. Pray God that you get glory. And Lord, we'll thank you for all that goes on tonight. We pray it just be that, that, that little push, that need, that little encouragement that they need, uh, Lord, to keep serving, keep shouting, keep standing, keep moving forward for the glory of God. We pray you'd help me to do that. Be a vessel that you could use. Be with those who aren't here, those who may be in the parking lot, but thank you, Lord, for those that have congregated in this place, this congregation, I pray, many of us tonight, if we'd be honest, are working in the night shift. Help us, Lord, I pray, to serve you faithfully in the midst of the fiery in the midst of, of the fearful night shift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be seated. Looking at this psalm, I, I, I've already mentioned it is the last of these 15 songs of degrees. There is a historical thing that we're not going to deal with. And there's no way we can cover all 15. But this last psalm, as I said earlier, is in a group of three. It is the last group of three. If you were to go back and look in Psalm 132, it is disgusting, uh, discussing the uh, consecration of the temple. If you go to Psalm 133, it is the cooperation of the temple. If you go to Psalm 134, which is where we'll be tonight, it speaks of our dedication or our commitment to the temple. There's an historical thing. Most, most folks believe that Hezekiah is an anonymous writer of most of these. And Hezekiah, they think maybe David may have wrote one song, uh, the Solomon may have wrote one, the author of the Song of Solomon, the book of Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. They say he may have had one of these, but they are seemingly anonymous. They don't want any credit. It's about what they can do to get people stirred up and provoke one another to appreciate the temple and worship God because he's worthy. There's a historical thing. There is a prophetical thought behind these texts. And if you look at these songs of degrees in Ezekiel chapter number 40, it talks about that third temple that will be built, that millennial temple during that millennial reign. And, and it'll have 15 steps. Seven will be in the outer court and there'll be eight in the inner court. And it speaks of practically, we'll deal with that in just a minute, but practically each person in this room should want to have a, a walk with God that is elevating as they, as they progress. We should long to step higher. And when you step higher, you can bear heavier weight. And you can hump the load that God's give you to hump. Kind of reminds me of being in the military. And they put us on these long marches, 80-pound rucksack. 
And uh, what, the, then they put more on you to have up to a 100 pound rucksack and, and you go on a five mile, a 15 mile, 20 something mile. And, and the more you did it, Brother Dale, it, it made you stronger. You got accustomed to it. So you were able as you progress, uh, the longer you hauled the load, uh, uh, you could handle a heavier load in here tonight. It, it's sad to think about this, but many of us, are, our, 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 our muscles have got complacent we are not bearing the load that we need to bear. We're not helping each other uh, bear the load and share the load. Uh, but our, our walk, practically speaking, should be like this. Uh, we should have an elevating walk uh, that lifts us higher and helps us hold heavier weights. And I think about Psalm 134. I'm, I want you to think with me, borrow your imagination for just a minute. And I want you to think about Psalm 134. This is on the last step. And in Psalm 134, there has been, the day has went by. The first sacrifice, and, and I made sure I kind of got this thing down uh, pretty much as John Gill and some of those, uh, Dr. Lightfoot and some of these guys that study this Jewish history. Here's what they say. Most agree to this, Brother Tony, that at 9 o'clock in the morning was the very first sacrifice. They had to start prepping for the first sacrifice two hours before. The Jewish day starts at 6. By 7 o'clock, they're reporting to duty and the sacrifice is getting prepared. By 9 o'clock, they've had the first sacrifice. And so then they work all the way up to the last sacrifice where it had to be cut in pieces. That lamb had to be cut in pieces and laid there and it had to be slain and prepared so that it went on the altar by 3, between 3 and and 3.30. Ain't you glad Jesus died at that hour of that final sacrifice? Hallelujah. But here he is at 3 and 3.30 and this day has went on and, and they've cleaned up, they've gathered everybody together and uh, they worked in courses and so everybody that was on the day shift would eventually rotate to work on the night shift. And so everybody knew what the task was. Everybody knew how long that day uh, would be. But think about this. Uh, all the sacrificing, all the singing, all the rejoicing, all the commotion, everything that's going on. And even on the day shift, Brother Dale, you could get relief, take a break. Other people would come in. They had more people. But here's the night shift. There is no relief. There is no time of resting. And you are the, the people's gone. The singing's gone. Every The sacrifice, the commotion's gone. The crowd's gone. And you still have a part. The people who are on the night shift have a part. The night watch at least consisted of 24 stations. 10 people. 10 men at each station. 240 people had to be on the night shift every single night. Is, is everybody staying with me so far? The day is gone, the singing gone, the crowd's gone, the commotion's gone, the singing, uh, uh, the shouting, the sacrificing. And, and it's as if when we get to Psalm 134, the day shift is looking back at the night shift. They know the pressure that's on the night shift. There'll be no rest for the night shift. There'll be no break time on the night shift. In fact, out of those 10 and those 24, 240 all together, all those stations, out of that, 
each one of those people, 240 people, if they ever found somebody sleeping, it is said that they would take them and strip their outer garments and leave nothing but their undergarments on and burn their clothes and make them stand watch the rest of the time in chains. That's why Revelations tells us over there in the book of Revelation 16 verse 15, blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. You say, who would catch them? The captain of the guard. I would go from station to station. I mean, it's a serious thing. It's a solemn thing. And there is solitude when you're in that night shift. The crowd, the commotion, everything's gone. It just seemed like you in that station. And it's looking like this day crowd who knows what's coming for the night crowd. It's almost like you can hear them say, looking back, giving some words of encouragement. They, they, they worked the night shift before and they're going to work the night shift eventually again. And so they take these three, it's, it's as if they take these three words and they say, Whoo, behold, bless ye the Lord. All ye servants of the Lord. I want you to notice with me, first of all, notice there, as this one crowd of happy congregation, the commotion, they're going back to the house, they're leaving. It's as if they turn back and they give, they give a few encouraging words and they say their excitement, they say, behold. Behold, notice that they're, they're calling them, they're calling using this word, talking to them as servants. Uh, said, Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants. You notice their excitement. Uh, this word behold uh, is to stand at all. Uh, realize the awesome, amazing responsibility that you get to serve God. Uh, you get to be on the night shift. Now, when you're on the night shift, you don't think like it's privilege. But know, they know what it's like. They've been there before. The crowd's gone, the congregation, and they know, Brother Dale, if they don't do it, then the next shift that comes on won't be able to have the shouting, the singing, the, the sacrifice. Y'all can look at it like this. The next generation are coming down the road. If we don't stand guard on the night watch, hey, man, God, keep the enemies out and keep the things of God going. Then there's a crowd that ain't gonna know and experience what we've experienced. And so they've got some encouraging words. They're excited. They're trying to stir them up. They said, behold, amen, thank God. Their excitement gets contagious. Notice what they say. Now, you say, preacher, we ain't going to go through the night. I, I could, you could take a whole lot of time to talk about all the night seasons in the Bible. But I want to just remind you of one mighty man of God. Does everybody in here agree that all the night seasons of Paul are not written down. In fact, when he lists them to the Corinthian church, we find out he's shipwrecked more than once. He's been beaten more than once. We don't know everything that he went through, but we do know some of them. He had a night in the blackness, Acts chapter 9, verse 8. He had a night in the basket, Acts chapter number 9, verse 22. He had a night in the bed, Acts chapter 16, verse 8 through 10. That's when he saw that Macedonian call, couldn't sleep. 
had the work of God on his mind. He had a night in the brig. Amen, brother John. Amen, down there just trying to serve God and they get, they get beat and tied up and shackled and gets put down in jail. He had a night in the boat. Y'all remember that, don't you? And as a matter of fact, you can go back thinking about the boat. You can go back to the book of Jonah. He had a night in the belly. Somebody help me. Amen. I mean, there's a lot of nights. And if Paul wouldn't exempt, Jonah wouldn't exempt. Church, look at me. You're not exempt. It's as if they're saying, hey, you don't realize how good it is. There's a sovereign looking. Hey, ma'am, you get to serve God in the night shift. Behold, they're excited. Here's what I'm saying, church. When the night shift comes for you, don't lose your melody. Don't lose your mission. Don't lose your mandate. God has gave you a privilege to serve. Praise God. Don't let, don't let the next generation come. If you don't, if you don't hold the line, if you don't stand your ground, if you don't watch like a good watchman or a good watchwoman, there's a crowd that won't be able to serve God as good as they have before. Thank God for the goodly heritage. Amen. Thank God. Don't lose your mandate. Don't lose your mission. Don't lose your melody. Thank God. Listen, don't lose your sight. See it and determine and keep it. Don't lose your song. Don't lose your senses. Hey man, don't lose your story or your testimony. It will bring, it will bring weeping. If you don't do like you need to do in the night shift, it'll bring weeping instead of worship. Worry instead of wisdom. Weariness instead of willingness. Whole truth will be dreaded. Testimony will be diminished. Treasure will be defiled. Oh, listen to me. Trinities and will be dark. I mean the light will begin to get dim and triumph will be dreadful. Thank God don't hang your harp on the willow. Don't you dare quit on God. Hey, behold, you get to serve. There's a God in heaven. Behold, get excited. It'll be contagious. Amen. They know what it's like. They said, look, I'll tell you what you'll do. Look at verse number two. It's going to get on them. <laughs> then verse number two, he said, hey, in the night shift, Hey, we ain't talking about people. Everything's going good. Y'all look up here at your preacher. You think everybody lifts their hands doing all right? No. This is the night shift. They're, the day shift, they're changing. They're encouraging them. They're excited. I said, I'll tell you what to do when you get over there. <laughs> Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Hey, Amen. I don't want to re-preach it, but let me just go over a few of them right quick. Thank God you ought to raise your hand. It's a salute. There's somebody of higher authority than you. Hey, Amen. It's a reverence to a higher power. It's a recognition that he can put you on night watch if he wants to put you on night watch. I need that. I need that. Y'all don't need that. Pray for me. I need to be reminded. Raising of the hands a sign. It's a sign you believe in. It's a sign you getting benefited. Hey, it's a sign you breathe in. Dead people can't lift their hand. It's a sign that says I am blessed. Thank God the blood still pardons. Hallelujah. The Bible's still perfect. The bride's still being prepared. And the bridegroom's coming back. Hey, raise your hands. It means you know the answer. It means you've surrendered to God. It's a salute. It's a sign. It's a surrender. It's a form of shouting. I said when you get over there and you're standing in groups of ten, just go ahead and help yourself. Bless the Lord because he's blessed you. And man, there's excitement. The word behold. Then there's encouragement. The word bless. It's in a couple of places in this verse. Notice what it says. Verse number one, bless you the Lord. Then look down to the last verse, our second verse, and bless the Lord. Why? 
Bless the Lord, I get to serve. Bless the Lord, I'm in the sanctuary. <laughs> Woo, God help me. But then look, look in verse number three. Bless, bless the Lord. Why? Because I'm in the body, I'm in the bride, and the Lord has blessed me out of Zion. Hey man, he's higher than I am. Hey man, three times, every verse, he can't get a verse out. That crowd can't get a one verse out, one sentence out. Brother Childs, without trying to stir something up, I say glory to God for the excitement. Hallelujah for the encouragement. I like it when people push other people in. Hey man, you've been blessed to serve. Don't be distracted by the sad, man, by the sadness of other people. I know it's a night watch. It's rough on the night watch. I text Brother Tony the other day, 245, I on the night watch. I asked him the other day on Wednesday night. I said, you sleep good. I think you slept good the night before. I said, I hope you did. Ain't no sense in both of us. You say, preacher, you ought to, you're not worried. I'm trying my best not to worry. I'm trying my best to worship, but I feel like if I pull my duty on the night watch, my church will get to sleep. God help us to realize it's a blessing. We're to be excited. We're to be encouraged that we get to serve God in the night times of our life notice the excitement behold the encouragement bless notice the emphasis it's on the beloved it's on the Lord the Lord <laughs> hath made heaven and earth the Lord hath blessed you who, who do they say bless bless ye the Lord bless the Lord in other words you need to get personally involved bless ye did y'all see that and then bless the Lord. And thank God, the Lord that made heaven and earth, bless thee. Church, here's what I'm saying. There was an excitement. They're, they're, they're passing one another. They know they've been on the night watch. They know how tough. They know how trying. They know the testing of it. Hey, man, they know the turmoil. They know how the... Things plague their mind. They know the discouragement. They know the disappointments of being on the night shift. I don't think nobody says, I'll just sign up for all night shifts. I don't know. I've never met nobody that says, Woo! I hope I get to work third shift the rest of my life. I ain't never found nobody like that. I don't think there's no Christian that once says, Woo! I hope I get to work the night shift. Uh, but when we get a chance, it is good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. I'm not trying to get out of the storm. I just want to serve God in the storm. And God help us church to realize it as a blessing it's an encouragement. Amen. And the emphasis shouldn't be on us. It shouldn't be on our situation. Amen. It should be on the sovereign. It should be on the Lord. Bless the Lord. The emphasis why we need encouragement. Man there's just times when you get in that night season your perspective is a little bit distorted. Your senses get a little bit distorted. Say, preacher, I don't think so. Well, let me just ask you this. Can you see as good in the dark as you can when the lights is on? I think your senses can be distorted. I, I, just the other day, I, Michelle shot that deer. Perfect shot. It's on record. He recorded it. Perfect shot. I looked all over the place for that deer. She, I wouldn't have to her, so I didn't know which way it run. We finally found a little bit of blood on, and, and, and we walked straight ahead. And there we, remember I called you, brother. She is so excited. 
about shooting her first deer, the second time she ever went deer hunting, the first time she ever pulled the trigger, she shot a deer. Man, I can't say that. And she was so excited. She was having that light all around, talking to everybody on the phone. I am, I can't see a thing, brother child. I fell down. See, in the darkness, you will self-inflict yourself. Somebody say amen. You're, amen. I'm talking about if your senses are hindered during the night season. He was out looking for that deer, looked all over the place. If it was daylight, we could have seen it easy. But the truth is, the truth is and you know what, I, what I'm saying, the dark may, may make you hurt yourself. It may be self-inflicted. And some of you right here today, if you'll just be honest, you'll come and go a whole, long, a whole lot further with God tonight. You'll leave out of here uh, stepping up on the high tops of the waves that seem to be taking you down. If you'll just confess and be honest and get humble enough to ask for for help and tell God, God, what I'm going through, some of me, what I'm going through is self-inflicted. My senses are deterred, depraved. I need some help. I, I thank God for, Lord, would you shine a little light over here? Thy word can give me light in the darkness because it's a lamp to my feet that shows me where I'm at and it's a light to my path that shows me where I'm going. Somebody say amen. Thank God. Help me, Lord. I, it, darkness will affect you in the night season. I, I mentioned this morning, but I'm, I'm telling you, my buddy told me about that air freshener. The, the night season's deceiving. I, I, he told me, he said, preacher, I didn't tell you all this this morning. He said, I'm talking about we kicked the door in. That old, that old Marine was with me. He dove in, rolled over, got behind the thing, popped up. I mean, man, we was, do, we was doing all our maneuvers and all it was was an air freshener that just scared us. Are y'all listening to this preacher? And these things that, that you'll think is going on, your mind will play tricks on you when you're in the night season. You'll think somebody's after you. You'll think somebody's going to get you. Hey, are y'all listening? Y'all know I'm right. You'll think sister so and so didn't speak to me, didn't hug my neck or shake my hand. She must know it's the night season and the darkness messes with your mind. You deceive you, it's disturbing. See, there's times when you're in the night season, some disturbing things will happen. I remember one time I was going home from Bible college. I was in Bible college that day. Finishing up, I think, my doctorate degree. And I remember going home. And, man, it was late at night. I had worked two jobs. I was pastoring the church. And old drug head hit me head on. You remember that, some of y'all? Hit me head on. And my door got knocked open. And I fell out of that car. I thought I was dying. And the thought, the devil jumped up on my shoulder and put some disturbing things in my mind. You the sorriest preacher that ever walked planet earth. You are you the sorriest daddy that ever walked planet earth. You gonna die right here in a mess. And if you say that you've been in the night season in your life and you've not had disturbing things hit your brain, you're not being honest. I know you in the same flesh I have. I felt like I was dying. I said, God, give me a bit, another chance. I'll try to do better. I'm talking about I was disturbed. I was destroyed. I thought it was over with. I thought, man, God did a miracle and I walked out of the next morning. 
See, sometimes what we go through, and if we don't, if we listen to the devil, it'll disturb us. But God, in that night seasons, He's going to bless us. He's trying to deliver us. He's trying to let, let us lift our hands. I remember one time I was so disturbed. There was a private and a personal thing that was going on in my life. And I thought, I, I went up to Hallback Mountain, the Blue Ridge Baptist Church, Brother Tony. They had the roadblock. I couldn't get up there. So I just got as close as I could to that church. Walked down on the right side, the same side that crazy bear walked out that day we was over preaching. And walked down in there and hugged up against a tree. And I remember crying, God, why is this happening to me? I don't understand why this happened. I never thought I would have to go through this valley. I didn't think that I'd ever have to see what I'm seeing right now. I don't know if I could face another day. I, and I felt like, I felt like just calling it quits. I felt like just throwing in the towel. I felt like giving up. Brother, do you know that was, that was probably four years in the pastoring? This coming year be almost 24 years. Man, Brother Dale, the, the hundreds of people that I wouldn't have got to see get saved or get right with God. If I'd have thrown in the towel and the night season need somebody on the day watch to, to hey, woo! When you get over there and it's night time, lift them up anyway. Just go ahead and bless the Lord. Hey, bless ye the Lord. You get involved in it. Hey, you get a part of it. Amen. Bless the Lord. Lift up your hands because you thank God you got the answer. And the answer is the blood. The answer is the blessed hope. The answer is Thank God for the book. Say amen. Hallelujah. Thank God they are disturbing times. I remember one time I, I thought I heard somebody, and actually they were, but I, I thought I heard somebody out in the yard. I, I handed Michelle a gun, and I had a gun, and I walked outside, and I ran out there. I had that thing, I had that thing ready. I pulled up on this girl, and she it was I would pull up on this person. It was a girl. Now she's on dope. She's at the next house. Y'all just gotta know where I live. You don't just come there by accident. You gotta come there on purpose. Am I right, brother Michael? And when you get Jared had to sell his first car when he after he came up there. He thought he he did. He sold that first car. He said, I thought my car was gonna rattle apart, preacher. I mean, it was rough in. I mean, you gotta be on purpose to come up there. And she is a screaming and hollering. They was, they was fussing back and forth. Now, I won't say the man that she's fussing with, but I went out there and I found out it was her. I said, ma'am, what in the world are you doing? I almost shot you. I thought it was somebody kind of come in here and rob my house. And you say, preacher, I can't believe, I can't believe you pull a gun on somebody. I'm going to tell y'all something. I, God, hell, I'm going to be worse than an infidel if I don't protect and take care of my own family. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you, I'd, I'll start a prison ministry. I'm going to take care of my kids and my wife. I'm going to love on my wife. It's in order to protect your home. Somebody say amen. We are in America. I do believe in the second man. Amen. Matter of fact, Jesus said, if you got an extra coat, sell it and buy your sword. Amen, preacher. I remember being so disturbed, man. And all it was was she was looking for a pack of cigarettes. That man sent her through the woods to go to Green Creek. I got to share the gospel with her that day. But see, I was in a real night season that time. And I was already on edge. And some of y'all out there right now, you, your senses are deprivated. I mean, you, 
Everything in the dark looks bigger. Y'all remember when you was little kids, turn the lights off, get a flashlight, put your hand over there, and it looks like a dinosaur on the wall. It ain't nothing but a hand. It distorts everything. If you don't watch it in the night season, you'll get in bad shape. I mean weak and weary, and if you don't watch it, you'll use it as an excuse to become wicked. Y'all might as well say Amen. Because in the night seasons, you can smell, you can smell the bourbon and smell the alcohol and smell the things that you used to have a problem with. And if you don't watch it, the devil will slip up on your shoulder and say, it's all right, it's all right. Just help yourself a little bit. Nobody ain't going to know. Don't listen to the lies of deception. It's a disturb your mind. It'll destroy your testimony. Are y'all listening to me? It'll defeat your work and your ministry. I remember reading over in Psalms 86, verse 17. Y'all may not need this verse. It helps me. Psalms 86, verse 17. I want to read it make sure I can get it right. Here's what the verse says. David's writing in the psalm, and he says this. Shew me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast hope in me. Not just help me, he's hoping me. And comforted me. And, and, and there's times... When I say, Lord, I don't need a whole treasure chest. Just give me one token. Just show me one token of good. I was in that night season. And I was fixing them. I, I had it in my mind. I was sitting on the front row, Brother Tony, in that old church. I was going to stand up in this pulpit. I know I, I wished I, I wished I didn't have to tell you this. I know it's, it's personal. I want to show you that. I've even been in the night season. Everybody has to rotate to the night season. Nobody's exempt from the night season. And I was in it that day. I said, Lord, just give me a token. I was sitting on the front row. I didn't know what to do. I felt, I felt so ashamed. I was so distracted and disturbed and disoriented. And, and, dep- and my senses were deprivated. I, I, I didn't know. I, I just Nothing was sounding right. The Bible seemed like it, it, it was a TV God and the heavens seemed like it was brown. Have y'all ever been there? And, and here's what the devil said. You ain't got a right to lift your hands. You're in the night season. It's the night season when they say, Woo! Lift your hands! If there's ever a time you need to lift them, it's in the night season. You gotta be reminded sometimes. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't hurt, Brother Dale. If you see somebody can't lift their hands in the night season, go over and lift it up for them. I remember sitting on that front row. I said, God, just give me a token. I, ain't, I don't want a handful of coins. I, just give me a token. I don't need a whole treasure chest. Just give me one token. And, and there's a little girl got up, had got her daddy, never played an instrument, Knew I wanted to hear a fiddle. Got her daddy to go to the flea market on Saturday. Bought a fiddle and spent all night Saturday and Sunday morning woke up early and learned how to play Amazing Grace so she could help her preacher. I'm telling you, by the time I got up that pulpit, woo! I went, thank God. I'm talking about nitrous oxide. All I needed was a token. Church... Stop for a minute. Look around these kids. You heard some of them singing today. Look back here and over here. There's a token. Uh, Miss Bethany's got one she's carrying around with her in her chest. Hey, man, others have got one on the way. Others have had one just born. We look around everywhere, and there's tokens to keep on going. Just give me a token in the midst of those enemies. Just give me a token, Lord. Some of us just need a, a token, Brother Dale. That's all we need. It's a little token. 
Man, I'm telling you, you're in the night season. You need to be reminded of that. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Here's what I mean. You could sum it up in this way. They, had, they, they gave them three things. I've already told you those first three verses. Now let's go back. Notice you could, you could center it all on verse number one and the last verse in verse number three. Our part is in verse number two. But the day shift is leaving. They're encouraging the night shift, and here's what they say. Keep serving. Look at verse number one. Ye bless, behold, bless you the Lord, all ye servants. Hey, you get to serve. Hey, they, they call you a servant. You've got a position. You've got a place. And you said, preacher, I ain't no preacher. You don't need to be no preacher. Hey, it might just be your job to watch mamas for your youngest. Hey, you said, preacher, hey, man, taste everybody in here before I forget it. Say amen. Boy, I didn't know. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Y'all pulling real close. Did y'all know Colin could sing that good? I'm thinking myself, help him, Jesus. That boy gone. Woo! Hey, man, Colin, sing all you want. But Sunday be back at church. Amen. He might get a bus one day. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm, I'm talking. Here's what I'm saying. Hey, whatever goes on, whatever happens in your life, just keep serving. It's the night season. Keep serving. You have the privilege to serve. Because here's what happened. And you know I'm right. You know I'm right. When, you, when the night season and the night shift comes and the night shift is on you and your senses are deprivated, you're discouraged out of the darkness, you're disturbed, everything's disturbed. Here's what will happen. Here's what will happen. You, your service will begin to be hindered or hurt. You, you'll, you'll stop coming on Wednesdays. Or you'll say it's all right to miss Sunday night. Or, or maybe I'll miss Sunday morning. Or then you'll skip a few days in revival. Well, that's just extra anyway. Or maybe you won't come to soul winning. Boy, I feel like preaching there a while. Amen. But great God in heaven, there's people that's dependent on you standing your place and doing your job and keeping the praise going down at the sanctuary. So just thank God for the night shift. Keep serving. Then they say keep standing. Notice what he said in verse 1. Bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night, that next word, stand. In the house of the Lord. You can't serve unless you're in the house. You can't do the night watch unless you're in the house. But I'm going to tell you, we got to stand. We got to stand. You say, preacher, you don't understand. <laughs> I mean, if, if keeping serving is keep serving watchfully and faithfully. But you, but you don't understand. I, I do understand. There's sometimes in the night season that you got to stand. You say, preacher, I'm not gaining ground. That's okay. Y'all pull in real close. You won't lose ground if you'll just stand. In the night season, you can't, you can't gain ground. You might not can go for it. It's so dark. Sense is so de deprivated. I mean, I mean, everything's got you disturbed. And you might not be able to take. But praise God, if you'll just stand your ground. Stand like you've always stood. Stood on the King James Bible. Sting on, stand on the old songs. Stand on old time worship. I stand on convictions and stand. God help. I feel like preaching on them standards. That's all I can do. I'll be here till 12 o'clock tonight. Stand on the standards. 
church say amen. Don't back up. Don't back Well, everybody in my family ain't doing it. All my kids ain't doing it. I don't care what does, what happens, what may come. It's going to come a time you're going to have to say, I'm going to do right. If nobody else is going to do right, if nobody else listens, I'm going to keep somebody help me. Amen. If no other young couple does, I'll do it. Amen. You may not gain ground, but you can stand. Notice what they said, keep serving, keep standing. Then they said, keep shouting, last verse. <laughs> it's a little bit hung up in verse 2. But verse 2 and 3, verse 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. That's what you should do, where you should do, why you should do is in verse 3. Because he blesses you. Church, listen. Keep shouting. Keep singing. Ain't no, there will be no more sacrifices. It's already been made. We're in the night season in 2021. But just stand. Just serve. Just keep singing and shouting. You may not shout like I shout, run like I run. But if, if you're right with God, it won't bother you when I do. And every once in a while, something big as God got to come out of you too. You do have a well in you. Amen. Hey, man, you got rivers in you. Hey, man, it's going to have to bust a dam once in a while, unless you want to be a Dead Sea Christian. Dead Sea's got five freshwater inlets and no outlets. Time you to bust, bust it, take some Holy Ghost dynamite and bust the dam called pride and let some of it out once in a while. Exercise it, refresh it. <laughs> hey, stale water, stagnant water, stinky water. I don't want to be stale, stinky, or stagnant. Preach on, preacher. Amen. Amen, preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't want to be like that. I mean, I know there's a lot of folks are. That's all right. I ain't got to be like that. I can't stand stinky water. Amen. Me and Michael was talking about the other day down there at that fishing or swimming hole, fishing hole, swimming hole down at Green River. It, it swirled right there, didn't it, brother? Stunk. Old fish guts get hung up in there. I'll never forget that he said, jump in. I, you know, my dad's old school. Here's how you get learn how to swim. <laughs> That's just the way I learned. That's the truth. He tried to get me to jump in, jump in. I wasn't going to jump in. I said, the water stinks, Daddy. And I was crying. He's told the story to everybody. Everybody in Polk County's heard it. It did stink. Hey, it was guts down there. And by the way, if you want folks to jump in the deep waters of God, get your junk out so it don't stink. Say amen. He could have got that stuff on downstream. Say amen, preacher. i tell you what he finally did. I was just close to the edge. He snuck up there and pushed me in. I gurgled a few times, but I promise you, when you want to live, you will tread water. <laughs> and I felt like I, I'd have barked if I needed to. I was a dog paddling. Hey, man, <laughs> I was getting out of there. And friend, here's the problem. They some of us. We're scared to jump in. We don't, we don't want to be a part of it. We don't want to shout. We don't want to keep singing. Hey, if you get close enough, I want to push you in. Ms. Rhonda said she had a dream one time. She said all, all the church was standing by the river and I was going by knocking on in. Is that right? That's right. Hey, man, if I see you close enough, I will. I'll push you in. That's what the day crowd is trying to do. Now, the where, the why, let's look back one more time at the wind. No, uh, no, notice, notice this. 
Verse number two, they said, notice the power, lift. That takes action, that takes effort. You gotta put your foot forward. You gotta make, you gotta make a decision. I don't care what happens, I'm gonna serve God. I, hey, it ain't nothing wrong once in a while helping your wife out, lifting her hand up. Just encouraging her. Ain't nothing wrong every once in a while. Just stir up a little bit. Stir him up a little bit. I about told, I, about, I was about ready to pay Miss Bethany $40 just to get Jared to lift his hand tonight. I, I, we ought to stir one another up. But you know what? If we're going to jump in, if the night season, if we're going to keep serving and keep standing and keep singing and keep shouting, we're going to have to lift our own hand. We're going to have to personally get invested in what's going on. The position, stick it up. Stick out in the crowd. Don't worry about who is and who ain't. The personal is your, lift up your hands. Keep us going, amen. Lord, if I'm in a night season, I just want to keep lifting my hand. Look at the place you do it, in the sanctuary, in front of everybody. Hey, man, why all the other tens in your position was looking while the 240 are wondering what in the world you still lifting your hands. There ain't no singing going on. There ain't no hey, What are you still doing? It's night time. They can't nobody see you. Hey, news flash, I ain't doing it to be seen anyway. I'm doing it for the sovereign. <laughs> Woo! Hey, my! How do it when the lights is off in the night season? Help me to do it. The purpose. He's bless him and bless others. Why? Because he's blessed you. But then the person, the person, bless the Lord. You're going to have to personally get invested in the night season. You're going to have to realize what a blessing it really is. So church, I want to say one more time, don't lose your melody. Don't lose your mission. Don't lose your mandate. She's coming. Tell what we're going to do. Do something a little bit different. Bethany, you and Jerry come. Why he hits his bow and eyes closed. And they're going to come to sing whatever's on their heart. Ain't nobody looking. Ain't nobody going to come to you and pull you. Ain't nobody going to jerk you out. We ain't trying to take a survey, see who is and who ain't. Maybe you just need a little bit of excitement. Look, it's contagious. Be encouraged. See, the emphasis is on the Lord, not on you anyway. It's not on your situation. It's on the sovereign. Lift your hand. Bless the Lord. You're in the night season. And if you'll be honest, it's dark. It's distracting. It's disturbing. It's disorienting. Your senses are depraved. But there's a day crowd that's looking back at you and say, hey, I've been where you're at. And it'll be my time soon again when the rotation comes. And I just want to encourage you. Hey, when you get down there to the sanctuary, go ahead and Go ahead and lift your hands. Bless the Lord. Hey, He's blessed you. Hey, it's nighttime. It's dark. You fall, self-inflict. But what I can tell you is, God knew you was going to be there before you ever got there. And as I said this morning, there's an Elam right after your Mara. The sun's going to come up in the morning. You're 
M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, your morning's going to be over when the morning breaks. When you gets out of the way and he steps on the scene and the sun rises, business is going to pick up, sacrifice is going to be offered, worship's going to congregate, the next generation's coming behind you. But while you're in the night season, you've got a duty, you've got a responsibility. It's your job to live, Psalm 134. Father, we love you today. Pray God you'd help. As they sing, God, get glory out of everything. Have your way in this time of invitation. We are grateful and blessed and thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Everybody stand, if you will. Make it easy on folks to come. And if you need to come, if you don't need to pray for yourself, pray for somebody else. Let's mind the Lord tonight while they sing. In the dark of the midnight Have I all hid my face While the storm howls above me And there's no hiding place Mid the crash of the thunder Precious Lord, hear my cry, keep me safe till the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever. From the sky, hold me fast, let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Look up here at me. Here, here, here's the biggest thing that I said while I was in the night season, and I guarantee you, you said this. But, but, but you don't understand. But, but you don't understand. But I didn't deserve. I, it, but you don't understand. I know. I may not. But he does. And I'll guarantee you, your rotation on the night shift did not take him by surprise. Everybody mind the Lord. You do what God needs you to do. Everybody that's saved, bow your head pray for others, would you? If you're lost today need to be saved, lift your hand. This altar's open. Mind God. Hey, just do what God tells you to do. Don't drag your feet. Some of you have been trying to resist doing something that God wants you to do. Why don't you just let go? It's time to serve. It's